the most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check your panties. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm having chest pain. So sit down, shut the fuck up, take your cock out of your hand, and listen. Joey Valentine. Hey everybody and welcome to Fact... Oops, that's not supposed to be on. Hold on just a second. I'm sorry, I was fucking around with a whole lot of stuff uh, before I got to... Uh, setting up the show and everything's still set on the song i was making earlier today and um let me just fix that okay i think that should do it sorry about that welcome to fat guy loves cake i am joey valentine it is september the 2nd 2022 we are in september isn't that awesome it's friday we made it to friday it's been a great week for me hope it's been a great week for you too i got a uh, special surprise for you guys today and I really mean that when I say it's a special surprise, okay? And yes, it is a song. It's not an Amber Heard trailer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I actually don't have an Amber Heard trailer. Can you believe that shit? Uh, but um, I made a song, and I recorded it, and I uh, finished it off today, and I actually put a lot of time into it. Now, that's not the surprising part. The surprising part is, is that I didn't write it about fucking Lafayette in the ass or any kind of homosexual acts with Lafayette or any kind of homosexual acts with anyone, period. It is actually a legit song. I don't really know what it's about. I just kind of went to a dark place. Like, I tried to be all, like, artistic, you know? Like, I just thought, Michael Stipe in the corner, you know, losing my religion. And um, that's, you know, I said, okay, here I am. I'm in the spotlight trying to, I don't know whatever the words are. But anyway, uh, I, I did write a song, and I tried to make it sound kind of serious. Actually, I tried to make it sound very serious. There are parts that it does not steady the course of being serious. That's okay. Anyway, enough about that. I will play that about halfway through the show. I want to remind everyone that on um, Monday's Labor Day show, I will have uh, Joan and Jane, the twin therapists, are going to be here. We've got a really cool... Do I sound nerdy? Do I sound like super nerdy tonight? I just said, like, are going to be here? Am I doing that voice so much that it's becoming like my normal speaking voice? Would that be, would, would that be okay with you guys if I did the whole show like that? Thanks for listening to Fang Island's King, guys. I'm Joey. <laughs> no, but um, I'm going to have the twin therapists on here on Monday, and I'm so fucking stoked about that because they're legit. They got a book, and they have given me full green light to say anything I want. I was really afraid that having some professionals on here, they might be like, well, we've got to act like you know civilized human beings, and I'm going to bring them on, and we're going to have some fun, and we're going to talk about grown-up stuff. I'm thinking Freudian type shit and uh, stuff along that lines. So yeah, tune in Monday for that show. Tell your friends, tell your kitty cats and um, put your children to bed because it's not going to be uh, not going to be a show. You're going to want to play at Sunday school. Okay. So I guess that's about it for the news here. I got uh, more butt stuff stickers coming in. Got more butt stuff stickers going out. Remember, if you want fat guy loves cake merchandise, you do not have to pay for it. It is on me. You want a fat guy loves cake sticker? You want a I love butt stuff sticker? I heart butt stuff? Or if you want a fat guy loves cake magnet for your fridge? So every time you go to the fridge to get cake, you think about the man that talks about cake and being fat? All you got to do is send me your address at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com and I will put them in the post ASAP for you. 
So I got a list of things that I uh, had on my mind briefly throughout the day while at work, and uh, I figured I would just go ahead and start running down the list and talking about them. And uh, the first thing that happened to me this morning as I was talking to Mr. Lafayette, you know, the one who's, um, damn it, you know what, I'm just going to resist the urge to make butt sex jokes. Uh, so I was talking to to my dear friend Lafayette from Nerds Talking the Podcast, and uh, he sent me some rap lyrics, and uh, he said, you can use those if you want. And I said, you know what? I am going to use them. <laughs> and I'm going to use them as a, like, a, like a poetry jam for you. I'm going to read them as if I were uh, in the 14th century Old English style. So let me get my voice ready for that. And I'm going <laughs> to read you the lyrics as if they were a, a serious poem. Old English style, a la 14th century England. Here we go. So stupid. Why do I do anything that I do? All right. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Welcome to Deaf Poetry Jam. I am Sir Joseph Valentine of Castle Butt Stuff. And this is a poem that I wrote. For my long-lost love, Lafayette, who I met in the dirty, filthy, scummy parishes of Louisiana, amongst the filthy French. Dirty like a low blow, fighting a hobo, when he's getting railed from behind. He imagines a good time, but says, no, homo. He can take four cocks at once if you just tuck it between his forearm and bicep as he runs to play from the elbow. <laughs> Looking to get a foul so he can be put in the penalty box because he's been a bad boy, like a piston-pumping penis pump inside the rump. If jizz was a lotto, he would take it all in one lump. Some. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought I wasn't going to have a show tonight. So um, let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> okay, so um, here's something that crossed my mind today. Gigabytes, okay? I think gigabytes are a scam. Now, how I got to this was that I was looking at a virtual reality headset. I was thinking, okay, what stupid fucking toy exists that I don't own? And that's one of them. Now... I'm not going to pay a whole shitload of money for one. So like it's either balls out and get an expensive one. Cause I'm not buying something cheap. So that made up my mind. I'm not going to get one because I'm not going to spend $600 so I can stand in my room, waving my arms in the air. Like somebody who's high on angel dust. No, I can do that just fine without the virtual reality headset. In fact, I do do that just fine, but I was looking at the prices and I'm looking at one and one says $600 and one says 450. And I'm like, okay, and they're the exact same model because I'm looking in the title, the exact same model, same company and everything. And then I realized the reason that they are a different price by $150 is because one of them has a hundred more gigabytes. And I got to tell you, man, I think the whole gigabyte thing is a fucking scam because you can't fucking see gigabytes. They're all in the same size storage. So what are they doing that's causing it to be 150 more? Why don't you just give me the fucking gigabytes that much, the whole shebang to begin with? In fact, if that processor or whatever holds gigabytes, nerds, don't fucking correct me. 
But if that thing that holds your memory can hold 150 gigabytes and can also hold 250 gigabytes, then why aren't you just giving me the extra 100 gigabytes to begin with? I'm sorry, is there like a gigabyte factory I'm unaware of? Are there people making gigabytes? This isn't like raw materials here. It's not like corn where a farmer goes out and he has to chop it down with a fucking giant machine that cost half a million dollars and then pay people to scoop it up and, and ship it and sell it. Okay, this is a, a fictitious, and I say fictitious because I can't see gigabytes. Can you see gigabytes? I can be told there are gigabytes. I can see words printed out on the screen that represent them in code, but I can't see them. I don't understand the empty, full memory shit when it comes to computers. This is my point. When you have something like water and you fill a cup up with water, it's now full. I can see that there is water in the cup. And if I drink it or I empty it out, I know it's empty because I can see that it's empty. And I also know how a physical transformation took place. The water was displaced outside of the cup. But when I download like a hundred gigabytes of butt stuff and gay porn sites and dick pics to send to my friends as a joke, and then I go to delete them, where do they go? Now, someone explained to me that the way it works is they're written onto the drive. And then when you delete them, they're not actually gone because whatever you do next will override it. Like once you reach a point to where the memory has hidden, you know, at the end of the fresh stuff or whatever, uh, forgive me if I'm totally lousing this up, but I'm doing my best here. At some point, the stuff that you deleted will be overwritten as, as needed. And I guess I kind of understand that. I guess that kind of makes sense. But then explain to me how somebody can take a phone and they can take a dick pic and they can push a button and then it scrambles itself and it shoots up into space, bounces off of some fucking thing flying in space, bounces back down in a matter of less than a fucking second, descrambles itself, and then wang, it's on my phone. And there's millions of these things. They're everywhere. They're flying through the fucking air right now. Like you're driving around town and there's dicks smacking you in the face digitally. All scrambled, bouncing off of us. I can feel them like little bugs crawling on my skin. Lots of dicks. There's dicks everywhere. How is that possible? How are we not infected with dick memes? A hundred something years ago, there was no such thing as radio, internet, telephones, electricity. Nothing. At any given point in this day and age, there are billions of text messages, phone calls, dick pics, butt stuff, porn traffic, flying through the air, cars being tracked, phones being tracked, people wearing Fitbit watches, people with life alert, people with security cameras, transactions being made at grocery stores, transactions being made anywhere, billions and trillions of Little tiny bits of information are floating the fuck around you. They're buzzing around your head. They're probably bouncing off of you and redirecting themselves to the place they're supposed to go because they can't possibly be going through me. I hate to sound like the tinfoil on my head guy, but are they? Because if they are, that freaks me the fuck out. Now, all of these things, these billions and trillions of information is flying around. And a hundred and something years ago, none of it existed. Nothing. Complete. Silence. Doesn't that fucking blow your mind?
actually having to like go to a girl's house and show her your dick instead of from the convenience of your fucking basement. The internet really solved a lot of problems for all you fucking perverts out there, didn't it? Oh no, he's going, he's talking about dick pics again. Oh yeah. No, I'm not. But can you imagine how much different life must have been? And these urges that humans have, they've been here forever. It's not like we just fucking thought of sex. I mean, as soon as the fucking video camera was invented, the home video camera and the, the VCR, we invented video dating. Could you imagine video dating? Do you imagine how fucking pathetic that must have been to have to resort to video dating in a time when the internet didn't exist? You, you couldn't fucking meet someone in real life, you know, actually meet someone and ask them out. You went to someone and you said, I'd like to video date. And they sat you down in a chair and they did you all up like glamour shots. They put you in one of those fucking rooms where they take pictures and they get the giant umbrella lights all around you. And they go, okay, I want you to tell me all about yourself. And then you go, I'm Joe and I'm a mechanic and I'm looking for a woman who'd like to come back to my house and let me show her my tools. <laughs> and then you know the guy who's getting paid regardless right he's like oh that's it right there you nailed it joe that's the shit man and he takes the tape guy pays walks out of the office guy puts the fucking tape into a pile and he goes fucking loser then he goes and he picks like some random tapes out of the girls pile and he matches you calls you up hey joe i got a fucking perfect match for you yeah, what's she like? Oh, she's um, she's awesome. She's got a dynamic personality. Dynamite, baby. And you're like, well, is she attractive? And he's like, mm, yes. And then you get all excited because you're a loser who just used video dating in the 80s. Then you get there. You're like, I'll be the guy in the fucking... You know, whatever, like you wear a piece of clothing so that they know who you are. You're like, I'll be the guy, I'll be the guy with the piano tie. <laughs> it's a tie, it looks like piano keys. You sit at the table all nervous and shit, and she waddles in, squeezes through the fucking door. <laughs> She's like, hey. <laughs> You're like, oh, God damn it, video dating. <laughs> I dare anyone to tell me that their parents met through video dating. I fucking dare you to give me one example of a successful match via 1980s video dating. Not a hookup. Not an, oops, I got you pregnant and we got married. I'm talking about a real honest-to-God love story. Because I, <laughs> telling you, no such thing exists. No man and woman have ever been like, let me tell you about how we met. <laughs> well, your bitch grandmother and I were a bunch of losers. When you know what they matched us up. You don't want to tell your grandkids that. If I ever have grandkids, God, I hope I don't have grandkids. <laughs> if I ever have grandkids, and they ask me, wait, no, they can't ask me how their grandmother and I met. No, actually, I'm going to tell them the truth. <laughs> Grandpa, how did you meet? Uh, how did you meet my grandmother? Oh, that bitch. I got lots of stories to tell. Well, 
I was downtown in the Fifth Ward of Houston, and for some reason I had a hankering for a cheap buffet at a strip club. And when you know it, there she comes out from behind the curtain, tits hanging down to her knees. Wasn't but 21 years old. I don't even know how that happened. Ass looked like somebody threw up cottage cheese on a hot sidewalk. She must have drugged me or something because she was pregnant. And, well, you know, then your daddy came along and uh, slut whore. Joey, you're an asshole. Okay, you know what? Let me just go ahead and get to the song. I think I've been rattling on for like a really long time. I'm very proud of this song. It is a serious song. I swear. I'm not going to like pull a fucking Paul Rudd on you and a wheelchair kid's going to go flying off a cliff. I mean, like it is a really serious song. No butt stuff. And uh, I'm very proud of it. So here we go. Every time. 
All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that track. I actually worked kind of hard on it. I thought it sounded pretty cool, you know. I am a sort of kind of musician sometimes. And I don't just make joke stuff. But I do like to make people laugh more than I like to pretend like I could ever be a professional musician. And for the record, when it sounds like I'm saying faux show, I'm not saying faux show like for sure. Like I'm ghetto. Like faux show. I'm saying for show. S-H-O-W. Like I'm putting on a show. Like for show. Get it? Okay. Good. So I had a funny story to tell you guys. I, uh, I used to work at McDonald's. It was my second job ever. My first ever job was at Baskin and Robbins. I was like 13 years old. I worked for this Korean. He ripped me the fuck off. I probably talked about it before, but after that, I worked at McDonald's. It's like everybody's first job in America, I guess. And, uh, I was 14 and you have to be 15. And I lied about my age and I started working there. And then when I was 16, I think I worked there a year up till I was 16. You can't be in the drive-thru unless you're 16, or you can't work as a cook unless you're 16. It's like these age limits. Although they can work you till 4 in the morning on a fucking school night, and you know nobody bats an eye at the blatant <laughs> worker violations that they were committing when I was a child. Not just worker violations, but against minors. I'm not even joking. When I worked for McDonald's, I would go to work at like 9 o'clock in, at night on a school night in high school. And I would be there till four in the morning and I would either get an hour of sleep or not sleep at all. And it really fucked with my school, which was already not doing well because I barely ever went to class. But I mean, school was really easy for me. So, you know, like I'd show up once a month and I'd get enough work done to get a passing grade. But McDonald's finally promoted me to the, uh, <laughs> to the drive through and, uh, you had these little waste, uh, battery packs on, you know, cause you had these wireless mics. Oh my God, in the 90s, can you believe it? We had wireless headsets, but you had this giant fucking battery pack around your waist. And it was like, it was like a, like the size of a, what are those fucking things called that all those knobs wear? Uh, a fanny pack. Okay. So you get this fanny pack <laughs> with a battery in it. You got a button on the front of your belt so that you press it whenever you want to uh, talk to the people in the drive through. So you'd be sitting there waiting for some, oh yeah, you know, like patiently waiting, like anticipating, like I'm so excited. No, I'm no, you weren't. McDonald's is one of those jobs that has no downtime. Uh, unfortunately you do work like every fucking minute you are there. And even if no customers were to come into the store for like a full solid hour, they will find something for you to do. Like get under a table and pick fucking gum off of it, you know, because you're going to earn your minimum wage. Fuck whoever is keeping minimum wage from going up, by the way. People can't survive on seven twenty-five an hour. We couldn't survive on seven twenty-five an hour fifteen fucking years ago. And you think people can fucking afford to live on that shit, man? People should be boycotting restaurants, fast food that don't pay at least like twelve bucks an hour. To think that someone goes and sweats and smells like French fries all the fucking time. Ew, nigga, you smell like French fries. Just. So they can, what, make a quarter of their rent? That's insanity. How is no one addressing this? I feel so guilty for the amount of money I make and the very little amount of work I do to get it. These poor people, I would never, ever, 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 ever walk into a McDonald's. And if someone was a dick to me, I would never be like, uh, let me talk to the manager and pull a fucking whatever the male equivalent of Karen is and be like, uh, I need to talk to you about your employee. No, man. Uh, dude's flipping hamburgers and he's 40 fucking years old. 
All right, his life sucks enough already. You don't need to go in there and fuck with it. That's why you keep seeing all these fucking people. Dude come out from behind a Wendy's counter last week and punch somebody. Dude fucking died. I mean, that's not funny, but he's working at Wendy's. Grown-ass man. And then this guy's bitching about his fucking french fries. He probably just snapped. Now, there's absolutely no justification for coming out from behind the counter and assaulting someone. And the poor man died. But I'm just saying, like, let that be a warning. You know, you don't know what these fucking fast food workers have been through. And they just might be ready to snap. You can just see it, man. You know, like, you may not even have to be that much of a dick about it. Just be like, oh, man, listen, uh, I didn't order mayonnaise on this burger, you know? You know, and he fucking, like, pulls a shotgun out from under the register that he's been, some for some reason, just waiting for the perfect opportunity to use. What the fuck did you say? You're like, no, no, mayo's cool, mayo's cool. Go, 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 go. So, yeah, you might want to, um... You might want to just think twice. I think twice before I have conflict with anyone. Back when I was drinking heavily, I did not. I never, ever, ever, like, thought, hey, if I start shit with this guy, what are the potential consequences? Now, I'm like, okay, a little bit bigger than me. Can't have a gun on him because I can see his clothes are too tight. Uh, There's nothing within reach for him to strike me with. You know, you kind of size up the situation. I'm only going to start fights with people from now on if I know I can kick their ass or I'm so much bigger than them that they would never in a million years, like, fight back. So basically, like, if I get in a fight with anyone in the near future, it'll probably be a child or someone in a handicapped spot. Uh, I have been completely sidetracked here. I apologize. So I'm working McDonald's. I've got the um I've got the fanny back and the headset on. And you have one button which communicates to the person ordering food. And then you have another button that communicates to your fellow employees. Now both buttons communicate with all the employees. So when you're taking an order, you know, and then you the cooks are wearing headsets. So they can hear what they're ordering and they start making it. At least this was my McDonald's in the woodlands. I mean, it may have been a little more efficient, but and a guy goes, oh, I want a Big Mac. And the cook's already throwing the patties on the fryer, you know, so that it's made that much faster. This was a wicked busy McDonald's. Like I said, when I'm talking to the customer or when the people are talking to me, everyone with the headset on, including the manager, all manager always had one on, could hear anything that was said to me or I was saying, but the button that spoke to all the employees and only the employees you know it did not let the person in the drive-thru hear what i was saying but no matter which one i was pressing (laughs) the people wearing headphones had no idea which one i was pressing was i talking to the customer was i talking to the employees so i do some shit like this hi welcome to mcdonald's you can go fuck yourself suck my dick what can i do for you today and the key to that little trick was that i was pressing the button to say hi and welcome to McDonald's, and how may I help you when I was talking to the customer. And I switched to the button that only the employees heard when I was saying, suck my dick and stick it up your ass and you're a butt fucker. Now I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, at some point I got the buttons mixed up. And you're right, I totally did. And I've done that a lot of times in my life in a lot of scenarios. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have an admittedly racist moment story to tell you of what I did. 
and it wasn't cool, and I'm not proud of it. And they weren't supposed to hear. <laughs> I'm not racist. You all fucking know that. Okay, I was just trying to be funny in my own head. I was in a customer service job, and I spoke to a lot of Indians, people from India or Pakistan. I don't know. It was something to do with the area that, um, the like. I always I was getting routed calls from a certain city in America that was very very developed among Indians and Pakistani, and so they would call, and they had the very very thick accent, which I'm not going to try and do an impression of, but they would call. And I had a button that was always in my hand and I could mute myself or I could turn the volume up and down or I could mute them if I wanted to. But I got into this habit with every fucking call of doing what I was just talking about with that McDonald's shit where I'd, I would mute the button and I'd say, you motherfucker, what can I do for you today? <laughs> and this, this Indian called me and he had the thickest Indian accent I have ever heard, and I've heard some fucking thick ones. And it's a very pleasant accent. It's not one I would ever make fun of. It's just, it, it, it can be so thick sometimes that you, you can't understand a fucking thing they say. And, they, and they're trying, God bless them. But I was just in a fucking mood, and this guy called in, and he started off with that thick-ass accent, and I forgot to hit mute. And I went, <laughs> and he went, uh, excuse me? <laughs> And I said, uh, um, hi, uh, my name is Joey. How can I help you today? And he didn't say, he didn't bring it up. I don't know if he thought there was some sort of crossed line with Al Jazeera or something. I don't know. I didn't, I was so fucking embarrassed. And I, I hope that he just thought that, uh, you know, some kind of mistake was made in the connection. But I gave him world-class customer service and I have never done anything like that again. Um, and we'll never, and I apologize to the entire country of India or Pakistan, whichever one it was, most likely India. I apologize. I love your food. Your women are beautiful. Don't cancel me, please. <laughs> all right. I've rattled on long enough. Hope you guys had a good time with the show. Hope I made you all laugh. Let's have a phantasmal weekend. Remember it's labor day. Hope you all don't have to work. I don't. I'm going to do that uh, interview with the twins on Sunday. So tune in Monday early, early, early for that show because it will be done because I'm doing it Sunday morning. In the meantime, if you want anything, stickers, magnets, or you just want to tell me how much you love butt stuff, you hit me up at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com. Hug your children, kiss your kitty cats, and fuck people who sell bad washing machines. But other than that, be nice. See you guys.